news, other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? She's she's the the boss. Boss Radio Network. Hey, 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 welcome to the Blue Room. I'm your host, So Blue, and you're brought to another episode of my podcast. And it's brought to you by She's the Boss Radio. Our mission at the Blue Room is to provide a fun atmosphere for positivity and a lightning conversation with just a splash of gossip and tea. So kick back and relax because we got a lot to chat about tonight. I am so glad to be back with y'all tonight. Um, I've had a crazy few weeks, but God. I feel like I could be the slogan girl and the sponsorship on IG for that slogan. But God, I am good. All is well. And I'm just so glad to be back. Um, life has been a roller coaster, but like a good roller coaster. And um, I have to give my little testimony time before we get into the show because the Blue Room, let me tell y'all, this has been a dream of mine for a long time. And you don't, you're always okay. Like I just got okay with, you know, people not understanding the dream and being supportive. But let me tell you how the Blue Room was considered to be nominated for Podcast of the Year by the Inspire You Network. And I said, excuse me, how sway? When I got the email, I said, who picked, you picked me? <laughs> like, um, I I was honestly floored. Um, and shout out to my sister and co-laborer in the, in the kingdom building business of just uplifting God. My sister, Minister Brian, she's also nominated for Coach of the Year and Speaker of the Year with the ministry I work with her with, which is Brian Stewart Ministries. And so when she got considered, I was like, yay! I was excited. I was like, let's go! And then I got the email. I said, wait, me too? Oh my God. So and I'm still in a let's go type of mind frame, but I was like, wow. So I have to give a shout out to my listeners to everyone who supports the blue room and she's the boss radio i am just i'm godly proud and blessed to be here child so y'all have seen my social media blow up with um hashtagging the inspire you awards and the of course the nomination i have i appreciate everyone who voted for me if you haven't yet there is still time for another week or two so definitely go on our social media at the blue room official on instagram at the blue room podcast on facebook and there you'll find the link and everything of how to find me and vote for me and i'm just godly proud (laughs) y'all in my church mother voice i am godly proud and excited and to god be the glory period So let's get into the show tonight. It's Blues Tea Time Part 2, honey, because I had so much fun with the last episode. And life has been lifing. Like social media life has been lifing. And there's a lot of things I want to get into. Um, And a lot of thoughts I've been having just at looking at different things going on. So get ready, get a cup of tea, a cup of water, whatever you need, and kick back and let's get into this episode. So for my So True moment, um, I have a quote that I'm very excited to give y'all and a topic that um, very much coincides with what I just discussed. So let's get into it. The quote is, be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great, 
Some achieve greatness and others have greatness thrust upon them. And that is by William Shakespeare. Of course, author, English author. We all know William Shakespeare, right? So I found this just looking up greatness quotes and it inspired me. So let me read it to you one more time. Be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great. Some achieve greatness and others have greatness thrust upon them. And as I was getting the emails about the Inspire You Awards and the nomination, I thought about, God, what does it mean to be great, to be the greatest in your kingdom, to be the greatest even here on earth in the earthly kingdom? What does that mean? And it relates to me so much because... Each sentence and each fragment of this quote, it speaks to me because a part of me has always had a fear of being great. And I mentioned this a few episodes back, if you guys have been following me, of how when I was younger, I always tried to diminish how good I was, how smart I was, um, the ideas that I had. I would sometimes diminish it for fear of making someone else feel uncomfortable or for fear of rejection. Rejection is a real thing, and I was really scared of that, just not being accepted. I always wanted to be accepted as normal, even though my backstory was never normal. And so with that, it's typical human nature to doubt your worth in the process of achieving greatness. That's typical human nature. (laughs) Like you could be Michael Jordan. You could be Kobe Bryant. You could be Serena Williams, Beyonce. If you ask any of them, they would tell you they had moments in their career, in their growth periods of, am I worthy of being this great? Am I worthy? Am I talented enough to continue this greatness with consistency, right? And that's something as a normal (laughs) little so blue, a.k.a. Jasmine Hickman from Columbia, Maryland. Can I tell you that's something that I, as great as I know I can be, I still struggle with the idea of how great I can be. And so with the first part of the quote saying born to be great, I have to give the kudos to the legacy of my family. Um, I've talked about my mother a lot of times. My birth father, very super nice man. I'm in the community where I grew up in. Everyone knew me as a little girl who lost her dad at a very young age. And anyone who I encountered always had a positive story about my father. Um, And he even did things as far as serving in the Vietnam War. He was a sergeant in the Army. Like, my dad was a cool dude. And so, and even my uh, bonus dad that I have right now, still an amazing, cool dude um, to follow up behind of being like, "I'm, I'm his daughter. I'm associated with him, right? So I have a legacy that's extended from where I come from. And being born into that legacy, to God be the glory. Achieving greatness, I take pride in knowing that at this age in my life, almost 30 years old, hallelujah, my birthday's coming up, Gemini season's coming slowly but surely. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say I have achieved greatness. Is it the greatness that I wrote down in my diary as a six-year-old saying this is what I wanted to be by the time I was 20 and 25 and 30? No, but of course, man plans and God laughs, right? But even in the midst of that, I can look at where I am right now and to know that I have achieved greatness 
to win or lose whatever, I have achieved greatness. Number one, I have a sound mind. Can I tell you that is great? If you walking upon this earth with all the things going on every day and you have a sound mind, you are achieving greatness. Um, if you are content with where you're living, with how you're handling relationships with your family, with your friends, if you're blessed to be married or to have a partner or a relationship, to God be the glory. You are achieving current greatness. And sometimes it takes just sitting down and writing out a list of what did I accomplish today? And that's something I've been journaling and trying to be consistent of is what did I accomplish today that was good? Yes, the report of everything that else went in my day was bad. But what about besides the bad? What about my day was great? What did I accomplish that was good? And can I tell you the more that you actually consistently like intentionally too, not even just be consistent, but be intentional and give yourself grace for, yeah, all these things went bad. I may have dropped a ball, but I still, you know what? I still smiled at the person that I hate today. I still, I had an opportunity to cut somebody off on the highway today and I decided to be the bigger person and hit my brakes and let them come through. You know what I'm saying? Little things like that, can I tell you, are accomplishments that if you don't give yourself grace and credit for where you're going and where you've come from, it's hard to want to have a positive mindset and you don't even just consider the little things. And achieving greatness that part of the quote is something that's a daily walk for me. Um, having the greatness thrust upon you, I, I can relate to that because, um, yeah, it's sometimes you don't even expect to be seen in a certain light. Um, when you look at yourself in the mirror, it's never how the other world, the outside world sees you. Right. Like someone can be like, oh, like, for example, my nose. I tell everyone I hate my nose. But to the world, they love to tell me your nose is so cute. It fits your face. It's just it, I love it. I'm like, but I hate it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when you look at yourself compared to how the world sees you, um, that's how, you know, greatness can sometimes just be thrust upon you. The thing that you never expected the world to notice the talent that's been hidden that you never expected to come out. Sometimes it'll just thrust into the atmosphere and there's nothing you can do about it besides uh, receive it, believe it, and know that as a believer, I have to be churchy, you will always reap what you sow. The greatness that you put out into the atmosphere, whether it's through your service, through your kindness, through just smiling at someone on the elevator, telling them good morning, the greatness and the kindness that you throw out, know that it's always going to come back to you. That's in the word as a believer. I believe it. But if you're not a believer of the word, if you're not a believer of Christ, know that good karma is a thing. Okay, if I have to put in that terms, good karma is a thing. Okay, the goodness that you put out to people is definitely going to come back to you whenever you intentionally try to be great, whether it's through your professionalism, through your um, career, or even through your dreams. Know that whatever intentional, great, positive energy you put into it, it will come back to you somehow. And you have to have confidence in that to keep going. So, um, 
I have to say this part because I'm looking at my notes and I meant to say this, that God sees your tears when you feel unworthy and he sees your selflessness when you help your family, your friends, and you should always speak into the atmosphere that all things work together intentionally for my good. So before we end this segment, I want to get into three affirmations of achieving greatness. Okay. Cause again, I'm in my churchy bag to God be the glory for all the good things that are going on right now in the midst of the crazy around me. But three affirmations for achieving greatness. The first one is I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. It's in the word and that's law. Okay, and for my non-believers, it's okay. Know that you are more than a conqueror through whatever situation that you're going through. You are more than a conqueror. Um, As a believer, I believe in Christ Jesus, and I know with him all things are possible. So any hurdle, trial that even comes in my way in the midst of my day, not even just my whole life, but in the midst of my day, I'm a conqueror through Jesus. Um, He gives me the daily strength. I promise you, he gives me the creativity. When you have a spiritual connection, it's it's nothing like it. Um, I can tell you he's literally one of my best friends. Um, but that's another show for another day. The second affirmation I have is my version of greatness may not align with God's great plan for my life. But delayed doesn't always mean denied. And my mother taught me that last part of the phrase of delayed doesn't always mean denied. Um, My version of greatness, what I plan, it may not align with God's ultimate plan. But does that mean whatever plan he has isn't going to be great? Never that because he promised us life and more abundantly. Delayed doesn't always mean denied. And I can speak, that's another topic for another day that I will definitely get into. But with life, you can feel the delay of getting what you want, whether it's that relationship, that career, that promotion, um, even that friendship that you've been trying to recoup. Sometimes it's delayed. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but it's delayed for a reason, and you have to trust the process. And the last affirmation I want to give you guys is, I mean what I say, and my follow-through will be greater than what I say. My effort will speak for me. And that one, that third one, I put three stars next to it because that's for me because you can mean to be great you can say all the great things you want to do but it won't be great until your follow-through matches that so remember that follow-through of whatever dream you have whatever greatness you aspire to be you have to have that follow-through that gumption to keep it pushing and to actually go after exactly what you want mean what you say and let that follow-through be greater than what you say So kick back and relax, y'all. We're going to go into our first break, but now it's time to get into some tea. And I got to talk about what's been going on everyone's social media feed. Tamar Braxton versus Candy Burris. Who's right and who's wrong? We'll get into it. Kick back and relax. We'll be right back. You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? She's, she's the, the boss. boss radio network. Hey, I'm Jenny James for Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner. You've probably been home a lot more. Maybe you have kids like me who spill 
all the time and you've noticed that your carpets eh, not looking so good why don't you call neatly done carpet cleaner they use a dry extraction service so you won't have wet carpet all day long and you can get back to doing the things you love with your family immediately and it's a way to make your room healthier while improving your indoor air quality you can do tile slate granite ceramic area rugs and yes they're pet friendly too why don't you get a free no obligation estimate today neatly done sanantonio.com bored with the traditional wedding birthday or special occasion celebrations do you feel like you just don't want all of the pressure of coordinating your own event do your friends all seem to become professional event planners for your memorable moments are you thinking of getting engaged and want a romantic way of doing it let us design it for you. Pictures are worth a thousand words. Let our photographers help you to make a statement. Want to make an impression with a beautiful arrangement? Speak with our floral designers. Zeal Enterprises, an all-inclusive event management company that provides complete consulting and coordinating services for weddings, anniversaries, reunions, theme and birthday parties, festivals, conventions, and conferences. Our team of professionals are excited to work with you. Call today, 866-494-5945, or go online to www.zealbnr.com to begin designing your event. Remember, in everything you do, do it with zeal. We don't break the laws. We just make up our own. The internet's best choice for music. She's she's the the boss. Boss. Radio Network. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Blue Room. I'm your host, So Blue, and you're brought to another edition of my podcast with She's the Boss Radio. So tonight it's Blues Tea Time Part 2, honey, and y'all know I'm excited to get into some topics that have been going up and down my social media feed. So um, I have to get into this Tamar Braxton versus Candy Burris because this is something that I've been following on other podcast platforms that I listen to. And I remember when this story first came out last winter, and now it the the onion is peeling basically. We get all the layers of all the details. And I this is a typical situation I've encountered in my life that I just got a dish on the blue room. So let's get into it. So let's start way, way back. Carlos King. Let's start with him. He's one of the founding producers of the Real Housewives franchise. So he decided that he wanted to do a biopic of Escape. We all know Escape is a 90s girl group and that has um, Candy in it. She's one of the lead singers in it. Of course, Latasha, uh, whatever her sister name is. I think it's like Latoya, Tiny. Okay, Escape, right? So with that, Carlos King basically said he wanted to do the biopic. He was lying and he was trying to basically steal, according to Candy, the storyline without the full group's approval. So fast forward to what's going on right now. Back in the wintertime, Tamar took to Instagram, and this was a random day, random post, and she said, one of the housewives and their husbands threatened me, but I'm not going to tell you who. But then she posts a peach emoji. So we all know the peach emoji that's hinting to Real Housewives of Atlanta. 
fast forward to uh, currently today, Tamar is now one of the new hosts for Dish Nation. And so somehow the comment came up about Carlos King, um, what she felt about that situation with him trying to steal the escape biopic and not fully give credit to the group or get consent from the group. And Tamar basically said she couldn't really side with Candy's perspective because in her eyes, she's a five-star Emmy-nominated journalist. Journalist is pushing it. TV host, definitely, right? Talk show host, definitely. Journalist, that's different, boo, because I went to school for that. But as I digress, (laughs) she is a a talk show host, Emmy nominated. She just didn't feel comfortable with fully siding with her friend Candy on her comment of he's a a thief and he's a liar. Right? So then Tamar, push forward again, goes on What Happens Live on Bravo with Andy Cohen. And there we find her being asked a question from a fan of what did you mean by your Instagram post in December? And so Tamar doesn't directly say what she wanted to say of directly. It's Candy and Todd that I'm talking about, but she alleged to it when Andy was dropping housewife names. And when he dropped Candy, she takes a sip of the drink. Like "Mm, I ain't saying nothing. So with all this happening, Tamar then decides to go on Instagram to give her side of the story. And when she did that, um, I don't know. I I watched the whole part. I didn't watch the whole live because she was talking about other things. But I did watch that one part. And I, it was hard for me to really, I heard her side, but I heard the shade in the midst of her side. And so let me read you a quote from one of the things she said during her life. She says, I'm done talking about it. Um, obviously it happened. Candy wants to deflect and condone her man's behavior by calling me victim. It's abusive and disrespectful and it's never okay for a man to step to a woman. Fans don't have to agree, period. So with this, when that was like the main thing of Tamar's playing victim because Todd somehow got involved in Tamar and Candy's Um, conversation about this Tamar and Candy both said on their individual platforms that they met up at a show they both were performing at Tamar approached her and was like hey what's up Candy's like "Uh uh-uh girl I don't like you we ain't friends made a scene which honestly Candy girl you my you my girl I love you but that was inappropriate if both of y'all are at work you're both about to go on stage that should have never been the time or place But it happened, right? It happened nonetheless. And allegedly, from Tamar's perspective, Todd, um, who is Candy's husband, comes into the picture. He comes up to Tamar. and He's like, you know what it is. Looks her up and down. Tamar takes that as a threat. So in Tamar's eyes, she is kind of right in this stance because, number one, she never... Um, agreed or denied with Candy's accusations of Carlos King being a thief, but also she didn't feel it was appropriate for a man to get into a woman's argument and to basically, quote, in her eyes, quote unquote, threaten her about the situation. So my main question with this whole thing is, are there limits to sticking beside your friend in their mess? Was Tamar wrong for not siding with Candy and her feelings about Carlos King? And can I tell you, I've been in this position. 
Um, I've been in this position as a child, and I've been in this position as an adult. As a child, there were times where I find myself hanging out with friends um, in certain crowds just because I'm a people person. I can hang out with the nerdiest person in the classroom, or I can hang out with the most hoodest person in the classroom, and we out turning up and we enjoying our best life. So I'm a people person. Um, And I would sometimes find myself in environments of negative influence, doing bad things. I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing, but I was there anyway. And I would be with a group of girls who'd be like, hey, we about to fight so-and-so. We about to go do this. They talk a mess about me. They coming for me. We about to go fight. (laughs) Right? And I used to be the child. I'd be like, "Uh, okay, let's go fight. Um, Thank God for those moments because I actually learned how to fight in those moments. But at the same time, I needlessly put myself in situations of nonsense. and, And I knew with whatever we were fighting about that the people I'm with was technically wrong, but we gonna fight anyway. Right. And then as an adult, I have found myself in situations where it's hard for me to pick a side um, because I want to be respectful of the side or the family member, the friend that I've known all those years. But then if the person who they're upset with did them wrong and I kind of see why they did them wrong. I'm I'm a I'm like that devil's advocate person as an adult. I always see both sides in a situation. With this situation, I totally understand Tamar being like, you know what? That's escape. (laughs) I'm not a part of escape. Candy, you and I are friends on the street, but escape's not my group. And Carlos King, I didn't have to work with him on any of the things. I never worked with him on Housewives. I, I know of him, but I've never worked with him. So for me to call him out and agree like, yeah, he stole from you. Like, I see why she was like, I can't say that. At the same time, though, Candy, there must be some sort of background. And what this is giving me is that Tamar and Candy have had some private conversations where Tamar was in agreement with Candy of, oh, he ain't this, he ain't that, doop 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 we just going to X him, right? But then, of course, in the public eye, she didn't stand by what they said privately. And I understand that standpoint, too, because I hate a person that when we one-on-one on the phone, they'll talk about someone in the group. They'll talk about a friend of a mutual friend of ours. But then when we're face-to-face and it's time to actually talk about whatever the issue is, they're quiet, right? I hate that. So in Candy's point of view, I understand that. This is where... Both of them are wrong. Number one, Candy approaching Tamar during a live performance where both of y'all are working. Totally inappropriate. Totally not cute. I don't condone that. Tamar, I see the victim role. Uh, Candy did go on Instagram after Tamar's rant on her live and simply posted a meme from the hit show Wednesday from Netflix. And it was the scene where Wednesday and the other little girl was at the pool or at the lake or whatever. And the girl was like, I'll play the victim. And then Wednesday's like, you good at that. And she, and then here goes Candy in her caption. Nothing else needs to be said. So with that candy, you said what you had to say, because Tamar, you are playing victim of being offended from whatever Todd had to say. If all he said to you is, you know what it is and looked you up and down 
that's not a threat to me. I have friends who are in relationships or married, and I'm friends with their husband. And if me and my friend was getting into it and their husband approached me, I'd because of how cool we've been in the past, I would never feel threatened of, oh, my life's in danger. So there, Candy was valid. Tamar, you playing the victim, girl. You was never threatened. Should Todd have gotten the mix? No. Um, I do believe whatever a woman's quarrel is with her friend, her sister, family member, let her have it. Unless you actually see a physical blow go, there's no need for you to step in. So in that case, Candy, I'm on your side. Tamar, you was wrong to play the victim of. You was actually about to get hurt in that situation. But, um, yeah, y'all, the story is still going to unfold. I'm sure there'll be more tea with that dropping within the next few weeks. But, y'all, that whole situation is a lot. My best advice for both of them is just to let it go. Um, at this point, I don't think the escape biopic is happening, so we can just... And Carlos King, mind you, is getting all the likes, all the streams, all the money because y'all are talking about him from a situation that happened years ago. So we're giving unnecessary energy and funds and all the things to a situation that's basically dead, for lack of better words. Like, the biopic ain't happening. Y'all show on Peacock is definitely crazy, um... That's a whole nother review y'all going to hear later on Blues Critics Corner. But that show was a mess. Escape, we going to pray y'all strength. Tamar, y'all about to hear more about her in this next segment um, because there's a show that I do want to give a brief synopsis on and just talk about some key questions that I've been thinking about. So kick back and relax because when we get back, we're going to talk about how love is in the air and we're going to talk about Queen's Court, the new love hit show um, on Peacock. So sit back. We'll be right back. You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? She's she's the the boss. boss. Radio Network. Yeah. That's the sound of today's business community. It's a dog-eat-dog world and only the strong survive. The challenge is navigating the ever-changing business environment to put your business in the forefront. So how does your business keep up with the changes? That's where She's the Boss Network comes in. She's the Boss Network is an internet media network that's been helping businesses like yours get the exposure that you're looking for at reasonable cost by way of radio and video. They'll help you stay successful by navigating change and seeing the big picture. After She's the Boss Network analyzes your business and marketing strategies, you'll start to see a media presence like you've never seen in your business before. And She's the Boss Network doesn't stop there. They use their findings to create a practical plan of action, a plan that will get your business from where you are to where you need to be. There you go. Lock those dogs up for good by giving She's the Boss Network a call at 866-494-5945, extension 101, or by checking their website at she'sthebossradio.com. Again, that's 866-494-5945, extension 101, or she'sthebossradio.com. Bored with the traditional wedding, birthday, or special occasion celebrations? Do you feel like you just don't want all of the pressure of coordinating your own event? Do your friends all seem to become professional event planners for your memorable moments? 
Are you thinking of getting engaged and want a romantic way of doing it? Let us design it for you. Pictures are worth a thousand words. Let our photographers help you to make a statement. Want to make an impression with a beautiful arrangement? Speak with our floral designers. Zeal Enterprises, an all-inclusive event management company that provides complete consulting and coordinating services for weddings, anniversaries, reunions, theme and birthday parties, festivals, conventions, and conferences. Our team of professionals are excited to work with you. Call today, 866-494-5945, or go online to www.zealbnr.com to begin designing your event. Remember, in everything you do, do it with zeal. We don't break the laws. We just make up our own. The Internet's best choice for music. She's... The, the boss, boss radio network. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Blue Room. I'm your host, So Blue, and tonight we're dishing into another segment of Blue's Tea Time Part Two. So I hope you guys enjoyed the first couple segments we've been getting into. Um, love is in the air, honey. So I got into this new show that's on Peacock, um, and it's called Queen's Court. Um, and it, I basically binge watched the 10 episodes in like three, four days. Um, it was actually pretty easy to watch. It flowed <clears throat> pretty good. Um, the contestants on there was Tamar Braxton, Nivea, R&B singer. We all remember her from the early 2000s and Evelyn Lozada. So when I saw that lineup, I said, hmm, because Tamar, <clears throat> she doesn't give me very much dating show reality star. Um, so I was surprised to see her on there. Nivea, I got into really seeing her personality when she was on the BET show, The Encore. Um, and that's, I talked about that briefly before, where her, Keely Williams, they had the girls from Cherish on there. Um, just basically old 90s singers who didn't get their full shine of the glory. They tried to make them a girl group. And Nivea was one of the contestants on there. And she, I really got to see her personality. And I love how just like, I didn't realize she was so slow talking. I knew she was from Atlanta. And <laughs> you know, my Southern people, I love y'all because my family's from the South. But she like slow, slow talking. I had to think, like I never really heard her do interviews or anything as a child. So now as an adult, like she grown, grown, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just interesting to watch. And of course, Evelyn Lozada, our uh, former basketball wife. Um, and we all know her story with being married to Chad Ochocinco and then their big domestic abuse battle that happened and all the things. So just, it was interesting to watch. Um, and so I have to say, this is, a more mature dating show. So for my listeners who are around my age, it's not like you're watching Are You the One or Love is Blind, one of those, you know, little rinky-dink, very um, boring and mature dating show. These, This show definitely, it has, of course, people 40 basically and over. But um, it was very interesting just to watch how these ladies handled... Um, not letting their previous bad relationships inflict with the men that were there. Um, there was 21 men that all came to try and 
cast their shot for the ladies. And so basically each woman either ended up with two or one guys at one guy at the end. So let's get into Tamar. So her main two was this guy named Gatsby and this other guy named JR. And so, oh, before I even get into this, spoiler alert. So if you're interested in watching this show, I suggest you pause right here um, and then come back because I'm definitely going to be dropping spoilers. But um, so Gatsby and JR, right? And we have all seen on social media since the show has aired that Tamar Braxton is now engaged to JR. So when I saw that, I was like, well, geez, thanks to Shade Room. Like, spoiler alert for me. What if I wanted to watch the show and see how it happened. You know what I'm saying? But as I digress. So those were her final two. And Gatsby to me reminded me of Tamar exactly, right? Like when we remember Tamar when she first came on the reality scene, it was very much talkative, obnoxious, right? Had all the catchphrases, all the slogans we putting on t-shirts, right? Like very energetic, but just a lot you know, even for reality TV. And that's what Gatsby very much gave off. And I could see Tamar being very gracious with him and trying to keep him around as long as she could just to teach him, like, hey, you don't have to be that way to get someone's attention. Um, JR, of course, he's a lawyer. That's what he led with. He was a lawyer. Very fine, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, white guy, I may say. That's not really my type. But I was just like, ooh, yeah, he's cute, Tamar. I see why you like that. Um, and he gave off very much gentleman. I'm going to do whatever I can to please you. Gigolo-ish vibes, because I'm just like, why do you have all these gifts? What do you want in return for these gifts, sir? <laughs> like, you come in here with necklaces and flowers, big bouquets. What you want? What you want? Like, I could see Tamar and why she had that reservedness about him. But at, in the end, JR did make it to the last round. Um, and the two are currently planning their wedding because they were engaged by the end of the show. Um, and when it came to Tamar, the question that came to my mind was, when it comes to love, should we strive for the person we like as their representative, or should we be patient to give a potential lover chances to obtain their personal, their own personal growth? And I, when I asked that to myself, I was thinking between JR and Gatsby. JR always came correct, but he was a representative, and it wasn't until Tamar had to basically nudge him, like, hey, I need more from you. Like, tell me who you really are. Tell me one of your imperfections so I can see that you're a real human and not just, you know, someone random throwing me flowers and gifts. Whereas Gay, Jay, uh, Gatsby, rather, Gatsby was very much um, real. I could see as far as I could see, he was real. He meant every corny joke. He said every obnoxious joke. He said he meant that thing. And it was, they were genuine questions, even if they were obnoxious and buzz kills in the room. He meant everything he said and he showed his true self initially. And I can say for me, I'm always the person who gives patience to people like that. Like if I can see like, Oh, he really didn't mean that he means well, um, he's sincere, but sincerely wrong. Let's be patient. Right. But for Tamar, it wasn't. So she's like, Hey, I don't have time for it. I'm gonna cut him off immediately. And she went with Jr. And I hope her and Jr. work out. Um, I'm a huge Braxton fan. Anyone who knows me knows I love me some Tony Braxton and Whitney Houston. Those are my top number ones. Both of them are in the same rank. There's no number one and number two. It's just Whitney Houston, Tony Braxton. <laughs> number one so um i just i'm a huge braxton supporter and i just hope that with this um it comes some goodness um with nivia nivia gave off on this show very much um the 
the, uh, I guess, excitement of the show. She was very charismatic, always had jokes, life of the party, right? Very relatable to everyone. Um, and she always led with that she's sexually uh, free-spirited. She's into all the things, right? And when she started that with the show, I was kind of, like, nervous. Cause I was like, Nivia, girl, you're pretty, you know, but we don't want to lead with that, you know what I'm saying? We already know Little Wayne and The Dream. Those are your baby daddies, okay? We all know that, right? So we don't need you to lead with oh i'm just sexually free-spirited you think those are your baby daddies right so we we don't want to lead with that but at the same time she did end up finding two guys that genuinely liked her for who she was and one was tyrone and the other was mac and what i loved about mac is um she and mac just were just like you could tell initial friendship vibes right like we kicking back we talking she can eat her chicken wing in front of him if the sauce gets on her face it's all right he gonna wipe it and they still gonna grub like he gave very much just security as far as i can be myself and tyrone matched her with the free sexual inhibitions right he was all about oh look at your body you look so nice today every date he planned for her he wants to rub her down wants to rub her feet to start then the second solo date before it's like eliminations for the end you want to do a whole body massage i'm like sir we rubbed we rubbed each other already what else can you offer you know what i'm saying what else are you offering and poor mac even though he offered that security to start with he wasn't offering that passion of you know i want you you know, you can always tell Mac was happy to see Nivea, but it was never that pure-blooded passion of, ooh, let me show you how much I want you type of thing. And can I say for a lady, that's very much important. Um, and I didn't realize how important that was for me until I became an adult. Because, um, and I mean like an adult adult, like when I was 18 and dating, that's nothing compared to what I actually look for now. And one thing that I had to notice about myself is, if I let sex be a main factor, oh, it's going to be the factor. And I have no filter with it. I'm very much like a gentleman where I could just not emotionally connect and we can just do the thing, the physical act, and that's it. And I had to realize the older I got, like, where are you going, ma'am? How do you expect to tackle your dream on your vision board of being a bride and a wife and you doing these type of things? And so what I appreciated about Nivea on this show is at the end, she chose neither gentleman because neither gentleman gave her the security of what she truly wanted um, as far as love. She wants the passion and she wants the friendship vibe at the same time. And with neither guy, they didn't give her that. And I love the fact that she didn't just go ahead and pick one just to be a part of the show. You know what I'm saying? And I felt so bad for her because she ugly boohoo cried for her scenes, y'all. So when y'all get to that on the show, y'all gonna be like, ooh, Nivia, I was crying with her because I felt so bad. And she looks so gorgeous. I'm like, ooh, your makeup and your eyelash. Like, can we just pick the face up but as i digress i i fully understand where she was coming from and so my question that i asked was when it comes to love which is better to tackle first emotional passion or physical we all know the answer to that definitely that emotional passion is what you should tackle first and i can say as i've been dating and searching around the world and i do have a little fish that's on the hook that you know it's about to be real in. we'll see and y'all may meet them um I can say that that emotional passion of wanting to connect with someone emotionally, wanting and caring about you had a bad day. I want to hear why I want to be here. I want to, you know, I want to know what makes you laugh. I want to do that annoying thing that gets on your nerves so that you can laugh. That's that passion that I now know is definitely necessary for whatever relationship I get. 
And finally, I'm going to leave with Evelyn. My girl Evelyn, of course, we all saw social media is engaged as well. And so I was so upset with social media because I'm like, how am I supposed to watch this show? And it was like on a, a Friday, I see Tamar's engaged on the shave room. And then it's Saturday. Oh, now Evelyn's engaged. And so Evelyn had two final guys, a guy named Puff and a guy named LaVon. Puff was the young DJ from New York who related to her because they're both from the Bronx. However, he was young. He was still in the DJ field and she couldn't really see herself um settling down with him just in case he was still trying to be out in the streets. LaVon, very much slower pace from Atlanta. Um, and of course, he ended up being the final guy who she picked. Um, but with LaVon, I had to say, as slow as you are, and not slow like that, but just slow moving as far as, you know, not being forceful for physical connection or whatever, um, I didn't like how she's asking him intentional questions of what's life going to look like beyond the cameras, beyond the show. When I go back to L.A. and you have to stay here in Atlanta, what does life look like? And he was so slow to give her an answer. Considering both of them have kids the same age, I totally get it. You don't want to put your child's life on blast on the camera. I totally get it. But even she asked the same question multiple times, which led me to believe when the cameras were off and y'all were talking, you were still given the same slow I don't know. We just got to wait and see answer. And so I'm glad to hear since the show ended that he has made an effort to go by coastal between Atlanta and LA. And now he's moving to LA and they're engaged. But that's the thing for me, like with dating, I can't have no slow talker. If I ask you a question and you don't know the first time, that's fine. But I'm going to need you to figure it out, sir, because I'm actually getting like a couple weeks and I'm going to need you to have an answer. And if you still saying, I don't know, how come you haven't thought about it? Like, you didn't see my reaction the first time when you didn't have an answer. That's just me, though. Y'all have to pray my strength. This is why I'm still semi-single. Um, so my question with Evelyn to wrap this up is, how should long distance be handled in a relationship? Um, and for me, that all goes for the relationships. I've been in long distance relationships that worked and long distance relationships that did not work. And what I can say is communication is definitely a thing and intention. Because um, you can be far away from me and still court me. There's still ways to think of a person. Um, thank God for the internet and apps and Apple Pay and Cash App and Venmo. Because there's ways to just tell your man or your lady, I'm thinking about you. I can send my man, who, if I had a man who lived in Washington State somewhere or Alaska, I can DoorDash you some lunch to your house. And the same dinner I wish we could have right here, I'm a DoorDash you one, I'm a DoorDash me one, and we're going to get on this FaceTime and eat dinner together. Those are the creative ways that we have now that if we were in the 50s, of course, that's not able to happen, right? So it's all about intention with long-distance relationships. I never like to hear people say it'll never work. It's just what's your intention for it to work? Um, and poor Puff with Evelyn, I felt so bad for him because he wasn't that much younger. He was like early 40s compared to the other gentlemen on the show who were like mid 40s. Some of them were 50. Um, so he was the youngest one on the show. He was going after the oldest I don't want to call her old, but, you know, Evelyn Zada, she up there. You know what I'm saying? And I don't feel like he was given a fair chance. Um, is age just a number or are there factors involved with a younger spouse in a relationship? And I do believe those factors are poignant and very important. But I, 
I felt like he wasn't given a fair shot and he was more sure of exactly what he wanted as far as after the cameras than LaVon was. LaVon was just like, eh, I don't know. Puff was like, I'm driving. I'm going to drive from up here to L.A. or I'm down here in Atlanta. I'm going to just drive from Atlanta to L.A. I'm going to fly. It's a four-hour flight. I'm flying every weekend. Like, he was so sure and direct. And I think even if you have a younger person going after you, that directness and, again, intention is everything. So I definitely recommend if y'all haven't seen Queen's Court yet after my little spoiler alert, go ahead and watch it, y'all. It's such a good show. There's so many things I didn't even tackle um, by my little synopsis tonight, but it's so good. Get the Peacock password from somebody, watch it, or just do the little free trial because it's a very good watch. Um, so kick back and relax, y'all. I got one more segment. There's another show that's crossed my my timelines and my TV, and it's grown in gospel. And y'all already know I'm going to be daily talking about this show. Kick back and relax. I got a few more things to give y'all. We'll be back. You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? She's she's the the boss boss radio network. Hey, I'm Jenny James for Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner. You've probably been home a lot more. Maybe you have kids like me who spill all the time, and you've noticed that your carpets eh, not looking so good. Why don't you call Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner? They use a dry extraction service, so you won't have wet carpet all day long, and you can get back to doing the things you love with your family immediately. And it's a way to make your room healthier while improving your indoor air quality. You can do tile, slate, granite, ceramic, area rugs, and yes, they're pet-friendly too. Why don't you get a free no-obligation estimate today? NeatlyDoneSanAntonio.com She's she's the the boss boss radio network. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Blue Room. I'm so blue, and I hope you've been enjoying Blue's Tea Time Part 2. We got into so many topics tonight, um, and I can't wait for more updates to come on those so I can be back on this mic during the tea time again to tell y'all. So my last segment is about a new show that's coming on WeTV. It's called Grown and Gospel. And I have to talk about it. I will be doing daily updates about it because, honey, oh, can I relate. And any gospel reality show that comes on, I'm automatically on it because you know me. I'm churchy by nature, and it's what I love. Um, This is a six-part series that features five childhood friends, and they're all based in Detroit, Michigan. And these are all basically um, children or in relation to some of the gospel legends that we know and love today. So the one of the contestants is Tasha Paige Lockhart, and we all know and love her from being a winner on Sunday's Best. Um, they, she was based in D.C. at that time, so that's why I remember her, because I was like, ooh, you represented for the DMV. I love it. Um, and her mother is Lisa Paige Brooks, who was a, a part of the famous gospel group Witness. 
her storyline off top gives very much mean girl. And that makes me so sad because I remember her on Sunday's Best. And one of the things that the judges like, um, I remember it was Yolanda Adams. And I want to say it was Donnie McClurkin and Erica Campbell at the time. They were just saying she wasn't very emotional in her singing um, to tell the story. And so even on this show, she's giving very much mean girl, judgmental, um, bitter because you won Sunday's Best. And honestly, sweetheart, you have one single since you won Sunday's Best that I like. And I don't like none of the albums. But as I digress, you're giving very much mean girl. Um, And the mean girl that the person she's being mean to is Brie Hammond. Okay, and we know her as Fred Hammond's daughter. And the reason why I don't like Bree's storyline neither is she's giving very much victim of, um, you know, Fred Hammond wasn't there for her. And mind you, Fred Hammond, I love him. Like, he's on every Sunday morning worship playlist. So the fact that you try to talk about Fred Hammond like he was a bad daddy, I mean, I guess because gospel, even though we love God and we're churchgoers, we're not perfect. But, like, that's the whole... She's being very much victim, okay? Giving me very much victim. And Tasha Paige Lockhart, who is a gospel giant, is giving me very much bully because I'm just like... Well, not a gospel giant, but just a, a nice giant within the level she is. You're giving me very much bully. And I don't like that. Um, Nakia Cole branch she's the daughter of dorenda clark cole and we all know lady dorenda part of the clark sisters and her storyline is basically she's the manager of the clark sisters she does a whole bunch for them she's not really a singer she's just managing them trying to get back in the church life but she's giving much so like rebellious preacher's kid who's now trying to get her life back together oh and she's married to a husband who's in jail so that storyline in itself um interesting not much it's it's typical i can see why she was picked compared because i'm just like y'all didn't want to get kiki on here y'all didn't want to get like another clark sisters child on here we pick her that's fine but i see why they picked her um and so with those three ladies those are the three storylines that are like the major ones there is a gentleman on there elijah connors who he's very much famous for the meme where he was he's the guy that was staring down diddy and he had the blonde the blonde dreads and like the black beard he's looking at diddy like mm, and his little tamper y'all know that meme that's him he's on this show given very much mean boy as well like picking on brie connor uh brie hammond because she's trying to get in the music business without relying on you know the notoriety of his of her father and he's giving very much bully as well so i don't know how i feel about them yet um i see the difference between being a preacher's kid as a child and being a preacher's kid as an adult And one day I'm going to get into that segment of what is the difference. Um, I will be doing daily reviews on this show. So I just had to give y'all a little synopsis of what's going on because as the weeks come along, I'm going to bring it back and I'm going to bring back exactly what I believe is my difference as when I was a preacher's kid as a child versus an adult. And that's what the show is supposed to be showing is, you know, yeah, They're all products of gospel legends, but now they're adults seeking God for themselves, trying to make their way in the gospel industry, and the life woes with it. So it should be interesting. They need to have me on Grown and Gospel, honey. I need to be on that show. I don't know how some of them, like that Nakia girl, I don't know how you got picked. Tasha Page Lockhart, YouTube girl, I don't know how you got picked. They need a real one like me, but 
one day we'll get there. So, y'all, I appreciate y'all rocking with me tonight. It has been a pleasure. Again, please, please, please make sure you're checking out my social media platforms for updates about the Inspire You Network Award Show. Nominations can still be cast for the Blue Room for Podcast of the Year. And I'm just blessed to be considered and blessed to even be in the room when I get there. So, I love y'all so much. Make sure you follow me on Facebook at the Blue Room Podcast. And you follow me on Instagram at So Blue So True and at the Blue Room Official. Until next time, I pray that you guys stay healthy, you guys are prosperous, you stay up, and you be blessed. I'll see you next time. Bye. We don't break the laws, we just make up our own. The internet's best choice for music. She's, she's the. Boss. Boss. Radio Network.